0: your love never fails. Uh, that that's a foundation that we can rest our lives on, we can rest our souls on. Uh, I pray that you'd speak through your word, uh, that you'd open our hearts, open our eyes, uh, just to see your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And you may be seated. Well, again, good morning and happy Mother's Day to all of you moms out there. A couple of things I want you to keep in mind. Um, if you would keep the Baileys in your prayers, Shannon's grandmother had surgery last week and that went well, but just um, in that process, they found uh, lung cancer, so let's continue to pray for them as they struggle through decisions for her and treatment and plus recovery as well. And then uh, a couple of families with sick kids, the which and the Templetons have sick little ones, so if you would keep them in your prayers as well, and especially Aaron and Kate on Mother's Day to have sick kids, pray for Pav and Chad that they would take care of things for them this morning. We're going to be in a couple of places uh, this morning. Proverbs chapter 1 and Psalm 127. If you want to go ahead and turn to Proverbs chapter 1 this morning. Um, There was a... uh, Oh, and if you need a bulletin, there is an outline for you to follow along. Bo has one if you want to raise your hand if you need one. He'll be glad to give you one this morning. There was a... uh, A new-to-be mom, two months pregnant, went to the doctor's office and she said, Doctor, when am I going to feel normal again? And he said, "Uh, about 18 years. (laughs) But for those of you who are moms, you know that that's really not true either, right? After that first child is born, do you ever really feel normal again? Is there ever going back to the way it was? When God introduces a new life, you to be responsible for, even when they grow up and move away, my guess is that things still aren't the same and never will be. I see some nods from folks who have kids who have grown and gone. Um, So we're thankful for moms, but it's a hard job. It's a difficult job. Uh, It's a challenging job to be a mom. So this morning, I want to I want to do a couple of things. I um, want to encourage you, but also want to challenge you as, as moms. Um, dads, don't think that means you can uh, snooze through the next 20 or 30 minutes. There will be some things for you to mind as well, and um, kids as well. We talk about moms. Some of you one day hopefully will be moms, not the boys. But someday you'll hopefully be a dad, and you'll need them to be able to take care of those moms. So... You can listen as well. Proverbs chapter 1, we're going to read just one verse here and talk about that a little bit and then move over to Psalm 127 in just a minute. So, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8 says simply, Hear, my son, your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Let's pray. Fathers, we look at your word this morning. I pray that you would open it up to us, that you would speak to our our minds and our hearts, and ultimately our wills, that we might do what You have for us this morning. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. Uh, moms teach all the time, right? Correct? We agree with that? Moms teach all the time, constantly teaching. Right? They, they teach us to appreciate a job well done. If you're going to kill each other, do it outside. I just finished cleaning. Right? Moms teach about religion, correct? You better pray that comes out of the carpet. Uh, Moms teach logic, because I said so, that's why. That's a little funny. No one likes that? And uh, moms teach irony. Keep laughing and I'll give you something to cry about. But moms do teach. They, uh, they teach us how to walk. They teach us how to talk. They teach us how to eat with our mouths closed. They teach us how to share and how to love. They teach us uh, manners and getting along with peers and getting along with siblings. All those things that we need to survive in life, moms teach us. But maybe over the last 20 or 30 years, the church has possibly done a a small disservice to moms. The secular society has denigrated dads so much that the church has has come to their rescue maybe too much. Dads, it's your responsibility to be the spiritual leader of your house. That's true. But in doing that, I think it's possible the church has ignored the importance that moms play in teaching. It's the dad's job, the dad's job, the dad's job. But that's not entirely true. The Bible never says that it's only the dad's job. In fact, we read here in Proverbs, Solomon tells his son, do not forsake your mother's teaching. It's an interesting verse. That word forsake is extremely important to understanding what this verse means. That word forsake really is an agricultural term to leave fallow. I had a neighbor come over a couple weeks ago with his tractor and plow up Uh, a 60 by 30 plot for us to have a garden he spent time and energy and effort and care for us his neighbors and how would it have seemed if i just left that plowed up earth up there all spring didn't plant anything didn't pull any weeds just left it there all spring that would be ignoring the gift that he gave me And in this culture, at this time, that image, that word, do not forsake, would have meant a whole lot to that son Solomon was talking to. Son, think about this for a moment. You know how hard people work to get behind that oxen? Hour after hour after hour, day after day after day, tilling up land so that we can eat. Son, don't leave it fallow don't leave it just sitting there. That would be foolish, right? Son, if, if we worked all spring long getting the ground ready and then we just left it there, people would think we were fools. And what Solomon says is, that's what you would look like if you forsake your mother's teaching. Which implies that your mom has something worthwhile to teach. This isn't just... Oh, I think that shirt goes with that belt. Right? This isn't just, son, listen to your mother. She knows what she's talking about. This implies that the mom has something significant, worthy to be listened to, worthy to be heeded. Don't leave what she has to say lying fallow. You'll end up looking like a fool. People will laugh at you. She's invested hard work time, effort, energy, wisdom, knowledge in you. And if you ignore that, you'll be a fool. That's what what this verse is communicating. So moms, you do have something worthwhile to teach. Solomon assumed that the mom had something worthwhile to say. So the challenge this morning is, are you you saying that? Are you doing that? Let me give you a a couple of uh, specific things I want you to think about. Number one, are are you spending time getting to know God and God's Word enough that you can adequately, that's a hard word to say, impart that to your kids? That doesn't mean that you have to have all the answers. In fact, one of the best answers you could have is, I don't know. Let's find out. But are you modeling for your kids, number one, do they see you? Investing time with God in His Word, learning and growing. To have that picture of a mom who hungers and thirsts after God. Because if you're doing that, not only do they see that, will they pick up on that, but you will have wisdom to impart to them. Not just your own wisdom, not just wisdom from the world, not just what you heard on TV. You'll have true wisdom to impart to them. So number one, moms, are you spending time getting to know the God of the universe so that your kids can know Him better? Second, are you praying for your kids? Because you know what? It doesn't matter how good of a teacher you are. If the Holy Spirit is not involved in that process, it really won't matter. If God doesn't intervene in their lives, it really doesn't matter how good of a teacher you are. Because God is the one that ultimately changes hearts. He uses us, and I'm thankful that He uses us. But we really are dependent upon Him. So, specifically, are you praying for their friends? God would bring godly people into their life to encourage them. Are you praying for their future spouses? Are you praying for the decisions that they will make when you're not around? Are you praying that they will understand and grasp and live spiritual truth? Are you praying that they'll clearly see Christ in all His glory, all His magnificence, all His wonder, and that that will be more attractive than anything the world has to offer? And are you praying that they understand the gospel? Not only for salvation, but for every day that they would be able to live that out. Are you praying that they would know grace? So again, number one, are you spending time getting to know the God of the universe and His Word? And number two, are you praying for your kids? That's my challenge. Now I want to offer a word of encouragement. There was a junior high teacher who was teaching on the property of magnets one day in class, and the next day he gave them a quiz. He asked this question. My name begins with the letter M. I'm going the wrong way. Is it working? Oh, we're going to go through that again. My name begins with the letter M, has six letters, and I pick things up. What did, the most, of the, what did most of the class put down? Anybody know? Yeah, right? Do you ever feel that way sometimes? Is that, is that your job? It reminds me of the the dad who was trying to explain to his four-year-old girl what marriage was. Well, I'll I'll show her some pictures. Got out the wedding photo, pictures of the wedding party, pictures of the reception, pictures of putting the ring on, pastor, all that stuff. He finally said, do you have any questions? And she said, so that's the day mom came and worked for us, right? (laughs) Moms have a hard job. A difficult job it is 24 7 it's non-stop um, our kids our kids need you they depend upon you and it's hard work so let me encourage you to enjoy your kids to enjoy your kids turn back just a few pages to psalm 127 psalm 127 um We're going to look at several verses in here, but I want to read just verse 3 this morning and spend most of our time there. Psalm 127, verse 3 says, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. That word gift is uh, the word inheritance. Really. It's what someone gives to someone else when they die or... When it's talking about God, it's what He gives to His people to enjoy. The land, for instance. Jeremiah 2, he talks about, I I brought you into the land for you to enjoy its fruit. He gave them that inheritance of the land so they would enjoy it. And here, God says that children are an inheritance of the Lord. It's something that God gives for us to enjoy. And then he explains that in the next line, the fruit of the womb, parallel to children, is a reward. If you got a reward for doing something, what would you do with that? You'd enjoy it, right? Moms, you need to enjoy your kids. Um... We get so caught up in, I think, making sure that we produce the right kid, that we get so caught up in making sure that everything is in order that we forget to enjoy them. And we forget to be dependent upon God. Go back up to verse 1. How does this whole psalm start? Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Ultimately, moms, and listen very carefully. It's not up to you. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. It's not up to you. Granted, God gives us the wonderful privilege, responsibility of being involved in the spiritual nourishment of our kids' lives, especially you moms. I'm thankful for a godly mom who has wonderful discernment, a godly wife. She's also a godly mom to those three. She has wonderful discernment. Um, on three occasions when they were little, she recognized that God was doing something in their life. She'd come out, you know, I think God's working in their heart. I think we need to have that conversation about Christ with them. Three times. I don't know if I'm just oblivious to some of those things, but mom's pick up on stuff like that. Does that mean it was her responsibility to make sure that that salvation happened? No, that's God's responsibility. But He puts us, Mom, He puts you in places to be discerning, to be wise, to participate in what He's doing in our kids' lives. But again, it's not up to you. And so number one, Moms, you need to relax and enjoy your kids. Enjoy them. Dads, are you helping them do that? Are you so concerned that everything in the house is in a certain order, in a certain way, at a certain time, that your wife doesn't have time to enjoy your kids? She needs to enjoy them. She needs to spend time with them. She needs to not worry about what's happening tomorrow or whether this gets done or that gets done. She needs time to enjoy her kids. Because they go from crawling around on the kitchen floor, getting into things, to rummaging through the cabinets looking for food real quick. They go from 2 to 16 in the blink of an eye. Moms, you need to not worry about a lot of other things that if those things keep you from enjoying your kids. So how do we do that? Well, number one, dads... Give your wife time to enjoy your kids. Make sure that you pick up some of the slack so that she has time to just sit and relax. Verse 2 says, It's vain to rise up early. It's vain to retire late. That means, literally that is, it's vain to put off sitting down. It's vain to... Postpone sitting. That's what that means. Are you sitting? Are you resting? You will enjoy your kids more if you are rested than if you are frazzled and hurried and always busy about some task. The text is clear. Children are a reward. And those first two verses tell us how to do that. So, moms, number two, are you entrusting your kids to God? You won't enjoy them if you're trying to force them into the mold and if you think it's all up to you. Are you entrusting your kids to God? You will enjoy them more when you can take a deep breath and go, really, this is in God's hand. Not that I don't have a part to play. Not that I'm not diligent in teaching and praying and encouraging and challenging but you will enjoy them more when you've given them into God's hands and say, these kids are yours. And then, finally, just, as we've said before, relax. Take the time. Make the time to sit with them and enjoy them and spend time with them. That may mean getting rid of some distractions. It may mean turning off a TV. It may mean turning off a computer. It may mean letting something go will you just take a deep breath and sit and enjoy the reward, the inheritance, the blessing that God has given you? And not worry so much about things of life that get in the way, that distract us. Will you enjoy them? Uh, Charles Spurgeon says this, The devil never reckons a man lost as long as he has a good mother alive. Moms, you have a tremendous role to play in the lives of your kids, even your grown kids. I know there are several folks in here who have prodigals, who have kids who have wandered off. I would, I would take that to heart, that we still have a battle that needs to be won. As we pray for our kids, as we challenge, as we uh, communicate with them, and as we assault the throne of heaven by God's grace to pray for them, to plead for them. So this morning, remember that while you have a role to play in teaching, an important role to play in teaching, not diminished at all because you're a mom and not a dad, we need to enjoy them, to love on them, and care for them, and spend time with them, and laugh with them, and just talk with them without an agenda. And what I'd like to do uh, in the remaining time we have left is I would like to pray for the moms. So if you're a mom, raise your hand again. If you're a mom, raise your hand. The rest of you that aren't moms, look around. Those hands, keep your hands up. Right? Someone sitting next to you or around you is a mom. Okay. Find those people and let's pray for them. Specifically, some things I'd like for you to pray for. Number one, strength and perseverance. It's a hard task. Would you pray for a mom next to you or around you that they would have strength and perseverance? They would not grow weary of the task that God has called them to. Second, would you pray that they would find time to enjoy their kids. And third, would you pray that God would speak to their hearts in an encouraging way in the course of the next day, next week, next month. God, I thank you for the moms that are here today. Father, I thank you for um, the lives that they have touched. I thank you for, um, for loving them. And so we ask that you would, especially today, allow them to know your presence. Strengthen them for the task that lies ahead of them as they continue to struggle and fight for the spiritual health of their kids. But God, we do ask that they would depend upon you. That they would see their task as participating in what you are doing in the lives of their kids and that, that they would rest in you. Father, I pray that we would, um, as we go uh, to classes now this morning, as the kids go to um, the kids' time, as the adults um, spend time in, in more fellowship and learning, that you would uh, use that time to encourage us, you would use that time to teach us, and that uh, through that process we might be more like you, that the world might uh, see you in us.